everybody, welcome to another segment of Tony's show, and tonight we are going to be in the land of insanity, total insanity, and um, uh, where do we begin? You know, it's it's a wonder, it's a wonder that God hasn't destroyed this place already. It's really a wonder that God hasn't hasn't already wiped this face of the earth completely off. It it um, I'm going to play a couple of things tonight. They're going to be basically uh, you know two different types of polarization, contrary to each other. And I want you to hear it. I want you to hear the one side, and I'm going to give a little details on some other stuff about it. Then I'm going to let you hear another side. In Canada, duh, duh, has to be really emphasized. Canada, so many Canadians are so apathetic today, it's, it's beyond belief. Watching the country just slip, slip away the way it is. Going into oblivion the way it is. I'm not sure, and I'm going to say this, and you may take it whatever way you want to take it, but I'm not sure how the Zionist Fourth Reich completely conquered Canada. Now, if you heard my shows before, you understand that I'm not referring to Zionists as the people of Israel. I'm not calling them Jews. I'm not calling them anything but what they are, Hebrews, Israelis, or Israelites, people born of the land of Israel. These are a militant group obsessed with conquering the world and subjugating everybody under their rule and eliminating Christianity as well as Islam off the face of the earth. <clears throat> and, and I'm saying this with tr true conviction. I even see the symbol. The symbol on, on the WEF is a Nazi sign. You've seen the little multicolored rainbow symbol. It looks like it's so far out and far-fetched. That's a Nazi sign. This is a symbol of the Fourth Reich being here right now conquering the planet with bullshit. How this all has transpired is, is just a, a, a page of history. What's another page of history is how we're conducting ourselves. And again, what I'm about to say, this is going on in Canada. So those of us south, you south of the border, you better be prepared. This shit's coming your way. Probably going to hit California or maybe uh, some of the western states are more liberal but you're going to see it come there too, so be ready for it. The United States has, uh, are not <clears throat> apathetic like they are here in Canada. We have, like I said, 5% of the country's fighting. 5%. 28 million, do, do the math on that. 5%. A little bit, just a little under 2 million. <laughs> well, a little bit more than under 2 million, about a million and a half. 5%. The rest are, you know, hoping this is going to go away or they assume that this is over or whatever whatever fiction is running through their head. They're already talking about re, re, reinstituting the mask again. You know, I said before in one of the shows that the first round was basically a study to see what they have to do to plug the loopholes. 
Now in BC, they're going at British Columbia. For those of you who don't know what BC stands for, it doesn't mean before Christ. It used to mean before Christ, but today I'm referencing a province in Canada called British Columbia or BC. Now, BC is just passing legislation now against the doctors and practitioners if they say anything contrary to this bullshit that they're trying to propagate as a saving grace. They're, basically, the British Columbia government is advocating uh, democide to the people of the British Columbia, uh, to people of British Columbia, democide. They want to wipe out British Columbians. And they want the doctors to capitulate and comply with their, their, with their war machine. And if they don't, and if they oppose it, they could wind up with a $500,000 fine and jail time. Imagine that. Canada, a democratic country, a supposed democratic country, that's not allowing any form of free speech on behalf of what's going on. And who instigated this bullshit to begin with? Why doesn't BC do what Alberta and Yukon and Saskatchewan and Manitoba are doing by, uh, by passing sovereignty laws so that Ottawa, and the, or the WEF, I should say, through Ottawa, doesn't pull the strings and try to uh, dominate them? I don't know what's running this show over there, but it's effed up. It is majorly effed up. I'm going to read some stuff. Uh, on this as well. And then in London, I think it was London, Ontario, or Toronto, sorry, it was in Toronto, Dr. Shoemaker was talking about these injections. Now I'm going to show you a, a complete, you know, complete opposition here in this, in this discourse. They don't even want to give you the information of what's in the injections in British Columbia. You know why this is going on? I'll tell you one of the reasons why it's going on is because they're building a fucking bioweapon in British Columbia. Call it, call it Moderna or Pfizer or whatever the bloody hell you want to call it. But a bioweapon is coming into British Columbia. And as a result of this contract or this, this money coming into British Columbia, British Columbians are now going to be sacrificed on behalf of this bioweapons factory. That's one of the reasons why this is happening. They're bringing in a fucking bioweapons factory into British Columbia. And the leadership there, it doesn't exist. You got nothing but a bunch of Fourth Reich um, activists in British Columbia. And British Columbians are going to pay a heavy price for their, for their inactivity. Even though a lot of British Columbians were fighting this, you know, and again, a lot of them were. Kudos to them that were fighting. The ones that sat on their ass with their finger up their ass sideways, these are the ones that didn't do anything. And as a result, you got a bioweapons factory. And the Trojan horse that they initiated was the Trojan horse they put into people's minds to make them believe that this freaking boogeyman that never existed, okay, never was around, was never discovered by anybody, any country, any nation, even Japan. I got a thing here on Japan. I, I won't play it because it's in Japanese. But you should see the doctor in there giving shit to the so-called council of medicine that they have over there. And he's calling them on their bullshit and on their lack of scientific... Um, uh, 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 
procedures. He's even criticizing them because Japan spent like another, ten, uh, what, 500 trillion yen to buy more shit for the, for the Japanese people? Are you kidding me? 500 trillion yen to buy more bioweapons to kill the Japanese. Imagine that. Imagine that. This is an undeclared war on the planet. This is an undeclared war on the planet. Irrespective of what you might think of the Asians, one way or the other, they don't deserve this shit either. Nobody does. And the reason why we have these, the resource issue that we have is because the elite, or I shouldn't say the elite, because they're not really the elite, those who control the resources, those who are controlling the manufacturing, the harvesting, do not want to relinquish their hold and power because we're using antiquated, outdated technologies that should have been uh, shelled way back in the 50s. And the technologies that we have had come through that would have given everybody free energy and without, without, without exhausting the re resources has never been allowed to, to come to the general population ever. Anything that we've ever built, anything that we've ever had, anything that we could have had, should have had, was never released to the general population because those that had the wealth, had the prestige, had the power, refused, refused to allow that science to be, to be utilized by the world, world over. Most of these wars and most of these diseases that were created out of a lab, that were, that were created by banks, the wars that we have are all made by banks, every one of them. They're the root cause of just about every war on the world that has transpired. As a result of <clears throat> power. Having power over other nations so that you can steal their resources. That's what this has been all about ever since, ever since the turn of the century. You know, inflicting your power on another country and then draining them dry. A parasitical way of living. So you have one country living off the resources of another country. That's called slavery. <laughs> and yet, and yet, we say we are a democratic society. Yeah, this has nothing to do with the general population in the United States, Canada, or any other part of the world that pro proclaims to be capitalistic or democratic. It has nothing to do with Joe Blow down the street. This has to do with the people that are in charge. The millionaires, the billionaires, the bankers, that's who's controlling the planet, that's who's, that's who's running the WEF, and that's who's penetrated the cabinet in Canada. I expect Ontario to follow suit with British Columbia, because we got nobody here that's got any balls here either. It seems like the, the, the part of the country that still has this testosterone still in place is uh, uh, Alberta. I'm using that term kind of lightly with her. Uh, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and Yukon. Now we're going to see how that transpires as well in Canada. But what we're seeing going on right now in this country is a complete devastation of any kind of civil liberties that you think you have here. You don't have any rights in Canada. 
that piece of legislation, that piece of shit that they put that into BC has basically shown you, if you haven't seen it or observed it yet, that what you're seeing is you've never had rights, period. What you've got is a string or a tether or a leash on your neck that they have allowed you to walk to the, to the very edge of the leash and now they're kicking, they're pulling it all back. You're going to walk when they tell you to walk. You're going to sit when they tell you to sit. You're going to shit when they tell you to shit. You're going to piss when they tell you to piss. You're going to breathe when they tell you to breathe. You're going to eat when they tell you to eat. And you're going to eat whatever shit they give you. That's where this is going. That's where this is going. There is no way anybody can sustain that type of legality or legalistic way of living. Impossible. And we're going to see the Noahide laws come in shortly thereafter because that is going to be the nail in the coffin as far as anybody's civil liberties. You can expect that to happen in conjunction with what's going on today. The new system that they're trying to bring in is not a new system. It's an old system. It's a reset system, and, it's, and they're just bringing it back. That's all. There ain't nothing new under the sun. Nothing. So let me get to this real quick. I want to make sure that um, I'm going to read part of this. Bill C-36 also doesn't, um, doesn't define false or misleading information, which raises the possibility that doctors could be suspended for sharing something that challenges the current narrative and later turns out to be true. During the pandemic, multiple statements that were branded false later turned out to be true, such as those related to the vaccines. Initially, high-ranking public health officials praised the perpetrated 90% COVID-19 vaccine efficacy rate and said the vaccine will protect against the Delta variant. Big tech platforms made questioning the effectiveness of the vaccine a bannable, a, a, a bannable offense. Yet this year, high-ranking health officials have re reversed their stand and admitted that the, they knew COVID-19 vaccines wouldn't prevent in infection. If you listen to the Japanese head of that uh, medical forum that's there, I'm telling you, the guy was speaking fluent Canadian. He was beside himself. He couldn't believe that this was what they were calling a scientific investigation of this whole situation and came right out and stated that the world already had figured out that the vaccines were, were dangerous and shouldn't be used. And yet the head administrator of the medical must have been owned by Pfizer, of course, or Moderna. They paid him a little bit, greased his paw. Hey, buddy, we'll give you some money if you buy this shit. Okay, send it this way. These people don't care about the citizens, period. But when you hear this guy talking, and, and the link will be here, I'm telling you, he went up, up one side, down the other, and, he, and basically, <laughs> he was calling the guy an effing idiot. And he, and he was using some Canadian language, I gotta tell you. <laughs> hey, he's speaking Canadian. <laughs> you know, let me continue reading this. You know, because it's, this is just unbelievable. 
powers to jail and fine health practitioners. Section 514 offenses and Section 518 penalties permit fines up to 200000 per individual, 500000 per company, and prison terms for up to two years for those that knowingly disclose information that contravenes the provisions of Bill 36. In other words, if you challenge the narrative, this is what they're going to do to you. This seemingly suggests that someone who knowingly violates Bill 36 rules on false or misleading information can be jailed or fined. Just like the term false or misleading information, the term knowingly isn't defined in Bill 36. And there's no methodology or test in the bill that describes how courts would determine whether someone knowingly violated the rules. And this keeps going. This gets better. Powers to perform warrantless... Oh, yeah, come on. Warrantless search and seizures. Section 506, search and seizure order, permits judges to authorize a person to search and seize items from a health practitioner's premises on the pre-crime, pre-crime-esque premise that target will likely contravene a provision of Bill 36. In Section 511, warrantless search allows those petitioning the judge for a search and seizure order to perform a warrantless search if they deem there to be grounds for search and seizure order, uh, and the delay necessary to obtain the order would result in the loss of or destruction of evidence. Thus, performing warrantless searches, we are now having the SS coming to your door. You know, where is your loyalty? This is what this is saying. Where is your loyalty? Where is your loyalty? You know, it's it's unbelievable. Um, powers to force the health practitioner to get vaccinated. Section 200, eligibility to practice, allows the health minister to introduce regulations that make being vaccinated against specific transmissible illnesses a condition of eligibility to practice. In other words, they want the doctors to commit suicide. Imagine that. You want to practice medicine? You have to take the jab. Take the jab. We we're going to watch you. Take the jab. Oh, you died. Oh, well. One less doctor. One less practitioner. Because the practitioners that are going to be around after the good ones are either dead or gone are going to be the ones conducting heinous experiments on the general population. They're looking for something. They're looking for a specific DNA code. My speculation has been from the very from uh, in the last couple months. The thinking that I have on this again goes right back to the Bible. There are 144,000 uh, at the end of days in Revelations, and they're looking to uh, defile that genetic code again. That's my thinking, my speculation on that. That's how I'm seeing this because there's absolutely no reason for any of these jabs to be administered because they don't work. They haven't worked. All they've been doing is killing people. If you're still alive today and you've taken your third shot, you better be on your knees thanking God you're still breathing because you should be dead. That third one is the hammer to the nail or the hammer to the coffin. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. And now this is something I heard today that the companies that you're working for 
are going to force you to wear a mask to go to work. They're trying to sneak this in so it's a power of, of suggestion. If you see these people wearing a mask in the store, working in the store, then it's going to play a psychological game on your head. You need everybody that's working for Costco, tell them the FRO. If you're working for Canadian Tire, tell them the FRO. If you're working for Metro or Superstore or any place like that, you bet you should tell them the FRO. Why are you wearing a mask that doesn't do fuck all anyway? Just makes you sick. Breathing in fibers and nanoparticles and breathing, breathing in your own shit, recycling your own shit back into your system. Why, why would you do this? They have a lot of young people today which are very malleable and they're very easy to, to maneuver. These are the young people that should have been brought up with a backbone saying no. Not wearing that fucking mask. You know what? And another thing that would be a good idea, like Chrysler workers and factory workers, that they try to force or re-engage that mask bullshit, everybody should just walk off the line. Let them threaten whatever they're going to threaten. It's going to cost them billions of dollars to shut down and relocate anywhere they're going to go. But you should, everybody should just walk off the job. Walk off the job. Is your job worth your life? Is your job worth your life? How many shots are you going to have to take? How many, how many violations to your person and your personal um, rights or personal uh, privileges are you going to allow them to keep on violating? When do we say, Chuck, you Farley? When do we say, this is enough of this bullshit? If they threaten they're going to pull every job, every go, go, go find someplace else to go. Okay, go ahead, leave. Take your shit and go wherever the frig you want to go. We can start over. We don't need these corporations here. We don't need money from the government. We can make our own money because they want to take away your money anyway, right? They want to put you in an electronic uh, deal. So, print your own money. We used to, Canada used to do that. The United States used to do that a long time ago. The money may not be worth much in the world, but it'll be worth something where you're where you're located, and that's one of the ways to break away from this horseshit. Cause it's all it's all horseshit. So anyway, let me see here. Uh, so hey, anyway, that's the one aspect of this bill. There's something else I wanted to um, again point out here. Where is, it? is it this one? The Trojan horse. Let me read about this Trojan horse. It's a beauty. <laughs> By the end of March 2020, democracy was on its knees. The people, as the people excluded from public life, imprisoned in their homes, accepting their faith in the same tragic silence as the sad eyed of the Shoah, packed into boxcars, rolled across grayscale landscape to a fate worse than death. The camps of exclusion were now our homes. And when the, and the unthinkable politicians announced that they would be inoculating the population with highly experimental genetic encoded injections never before used on humans that still had years to run under already truncated and farcical clinical trials. Farcical is a good word. Farcical is a good word because this injection was already made before this corona bullshit was even on, out, out there. 
They were going to use this no matter what. They were use, looking for an excuse to engage this technology. And again, highly experimental genetically encoded injections. Never before used on humans that still had years to run on their already truncated farcical clinical trials. Our elected representatives didn't bother to tell us that. Warp speed! Warp speed! That they're good for you. Warp speed. <laughs> they also didn't tell us that the how that those who seem to tolerate the initial inoculations may be carrying in their bodies ticking time bombs of potential neurodegenerative and autoimmune diseases, as well as undeclared non-biological objects for undeclared purposes. Imagine that. Imagine that. Let me go on here. Okay. Ah. Everything, the Trojan horse, everything turns out on these two concepts, absence and presence. Uh, what SARS-CoV-2 pred uh, predicated, absence or presence? That is the question we must now decide. For without the instance, ins um, instantiated presence of SARS-CoV-19, there are no COVID-19 cases to count. And therefore, no ground or justification for any government in response to a phantom pandemic. A phantom pandemic. Who's been telling you this as well? Lots of us saying that this is a boogeyman that just doesn't exist. Never did exist. It was all bullshit. All of it. The assault of humanity relies on the Trojan horse to deliver the fraud into our minds and bodies, making possible the fulfillment of the globalist agenda of a population. Oh, there might be more to this. Control grid and the apparent ultimate aim of controlling populations in every way possible. How many of you want to live with a chain strapped to your ass, your ankles, your wrist, your throat, your head, where you're being told what to think? It's being told how to breathe. You're being told what you can do for a living. You're being told when to, again, control your, uh, how to control when you shit, piss, or breathe. How many want to live like that? How many actually think that's living? How many? Is your job worth your life? Is following... This agenda worth your life. Because those at the top don't care. There's a party going on. You ain't invited. They don't care. And if you're stupid enough to walk into the gas chamber, just like they, they are telling us that that, that happened, which they did happen, because the Germans at the time were de-licing de these people. But the history that we're getting is that he walked in and got slaughtered. Okay, let's go with that one for a minute. I don't believe that entirely either. So based on the research I got, there's a whole line of thought there that maybe perhaps that needs to be reopened again so that everybody can see the truth about that. But that will never happen. 
because the Zionists have control, are now controlling the government of Germany, and Germans are not allowed to know the truth about what actually happened in their history. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a nice history. It's, it's bloody, but some things just didn't happen. Some things that happened didn't happen the way they said it happened either. So there are some things everybody needs to re reevaluate because this lie, the perpetration of lies that we're dealing with today, stem all the way back to World War One. All the way back and beyond that, and beyond that, you know. So, when we're looking at all those events that have happened in the past and the deceptions that have been going on and on and on and on and on, we are now living as a result of these deceptions, and this is what we are basing everything on today lies, lies, and more lies. And there was always a fall guy. And it happened to be, in that situation, the Republic of Germany. Today, they have no freedom of speech either. If they bring this topic up, it's jail time over there. And I'm sure this is going to be jail time everywhere sooner or later. You can talk about anybody else's history. <laughs> you can make comments about all kinds of things. But some things you just can't talk about. Talk about. See, freedom of speech is only allowed when you are saying the narrative. When you're speaking the narrative, you're allowed to again express whatever freedoms, you know, that they give you because you're now uh, saying what they want to hear. Tell the truth. You know, tell the truth. You know, when you tell the truth, things happen. You know, and they happen sometimes. Against you, you know. Um, the okay, so I'm reading this stuff here. Now I'm going to play. <clears throat> I'm going to play another video here. I want you to listen to it, uh, and then I'm going to play another one right after that. And I want you to hear that too, because I want you to see the distinction here. Because what we're dealing with today. The, the 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 theater that we're dealing with today is unbelievable. It's just uneffing believable. Nobody in their right mind, nobody would have ever thought on any level that this kind of evil could actually embrace. It. Like when you read, when you read the Book of Revelations and you see what's going on, it's like we're the playbook. It's the, the playbook. Most men's hearts would fail them. That's what one of the prophecies was speaking about back then. Well, what are they dying from today? Cardiomyocarditis. Myocarditis. Doesn't say how the hearts were going to fail them. It just, it just it very strongly stated that men's hearts would, would fail them. Yet, what have, we, what have most of these people been dying from? Like I said, every reset, these, these prophetic utterances have come through. Same shit, different time. Same shit, different time. And when you, and when you, looking, when you start looking at some of the other connections in that book, and you see what's going on, you know, how, you know, everyone, the... the um, the infections and things that were that are happening, and but it's worded differently, and it's how it's worded that makes that makes it difficult to see sometimes. But it, it, but again, 
as you look at the word and you look at what's going on, you can directly correlate the activity that that was talking about, even the way it's ta saying it, to what we're seeing today. Now, we may not always get it right. I remember back in the 80s, we thought that when it was talking about the world would end by fire, we thought it was going to end with a nuclear, uh, nuclear uh, uh, weaponry. Today, I would, I would have said that would have been wrong. But that's what we thought at the time. And again, I'm just seeing, I'm making my own comparisons and seeing a direct correlation to what I'm reading and what that's saying. It doesn't say what would cause the failing of the heart, but now we're seeing it more and more. People are dying of heart failure because of depression, are dying of anxiety, dying because they're alone, dying because they've been violated with a bioweapon, dying because of their, because of their, um, the, uh, the pressure by governments to create the, this kind of environment. It's, it's just what it is. Just what it is. All right, let me play this one theme, and then I'm going to play another one. Hold on. Give me a second here. should have actually had it up. Uh, where are we? Oh, it was up. Right, here we go. Things are not well in Canada. They're looking to pass Bill C-36 in British Columbia, which seeks to redefine what informed consent means and give power to the government to force jab you for any illness and also to censor anyone that dissents and also seize their property and imprison them. So if you think that it's an infringement on your freedoms, to have something put in your body that you don't want. Used to be a time that was called rape, but also not be told what it is, because that is what they mean by redefine informed consent. Well, you can just be imprisoned. Meanwhile, the Canadian Psychiatric Association is advocating for labeling said dissenters as people with mental illnesses, and you can uh, force them to be... I would say sedated, but medicated. You can force medicate them because to disagree with these forced jabs is uh, that's a sign of a of a significant mental illness. That's a danger to society. So you can just um, dispose of people that way. One of the more alarming things is, and this is coming out of out of the Epic Times, is that uh, it's said that some of the details in this bill will remain undisclosed until the bill passes into law. So my question is, if this is the part they're okay with saying out loud that, yes, we can seize your property and we can imprison you if you don't take this thing, whatever we say it is, we don't have to tell you what's in it. If you don't take it, we're going to do that to you. We're going to treat you like a criminal. If that's the part they're okay with saying out loud, what is this? What are these details that are going to remain undisclosed until the bill passes into law? <laughs> they tried that bullshit with the Charter of Rights. At the time, Canadians were saying they're dead against that. Today, well, it's a different Canada today. Unfortunately, this Canada uh, has lost its mind. But hey, what, what can you say? Now, let me see here. Okay, there's a couple things I'm going to hear. All right, this is Dr. Chris Shoemaker. This is uh, December 4th, 2022, and he makes a, he has some, he has some things he wants to say. I, I listened to it. I, um, I, I had pondered some 
some thoughts. I uh, <clears throat> I had some Canadian come out of me um, with some of this that I heard. Uh, and again, <laughs> and again, now we just heard, just heard what British Columbia is intending to do. This doctor that's speaking in Toronto, Canada, uh, t yesterday, they would have thrown his ass in jail and charged him $200,000 fine. Welcome to Canada, eh? The land of the land of the land. <laughs> Can't even come up with anything with the land. It's effed up. The land that's effed up. <laughs> Duh, Canada. <laughs> All right, here I'm going to play this. Uh, and like I said, him expressing what he's saying here is so counter-narrative, they would have thrown away the key. They would have thrown away the key. Okay, and uh, we're going to have to make a decision as, not as a, not as a Canadian, as a person. We're going to have to make a decision. Now, we're going to be able to live with ourselves if we do fuck all. Period. Are we going to be able to live with ourselves if we do absolutely nothing? And allow this shit to, to further poison this country. We need to remove the WEF out of this fucking country. And we need to move the, that fucking bioweapon out of Quebec. And the one that they're planning on building in, in B.C. Because that's why this bullshit legislation was brought into B.C. Because of that bullshit that they want to build there. That should not be in this country on any level. None of it. But anyway, are you going to be able to live with yourself if you do sweet F.A.? Today is a Canadian day. Can't handle the language. I apologize. But this is a day that makes one, you know, reactive. Hold on a second. I'll let you listen. Here we go. It's wonderful to be here with the fabulous friends. Everybody taking their own risks. Everybody with their stories of sadness to an extent. We've all been isolated in one way or another. We've all perhaps been damaged by a vaccine. We've all had members of our families damaged by vaccines without question. I know there are surviving members of families right here today. Families of Sean Hartman, families of others, children whose names I don't know. But I do know that Canadian citizens, Canadian citizens, 14 and 15 and 16 years of age, are dying because they've unfortunately taken the vax. The early, early statistics, way back in January of 2021, just as they started bringing in the vaxes, and in the first 30, 40 days, Pfizer knew, and the people supervising Pfizer knew, that they'd killed 2,000 people with the vax within a month and a half. 2,000 people were dead in the ground with great clarity because of the vax, they were early adopters, they were the early acceptors, and they were dead already. The numbers have stretched out from there. People who are really in the know, people like Paul Alexander, people like Dr. McCullough, people like Dr. Corey in the United States and wonderful people like Dr. Braden and Dr. Hodgkinson here in Canada, we all know how toxic and dangerous these shots are. And 
as I was walking in today, I was recalling that it was about nine months ago I came down to be in the, the Toronto, London area rather than being up in Ottawa where I had been. And nine months is a long time. I've been fighting hard here in this area for nine months. And it made me reflect on pregnancy. That is a long time to care a loving little child that you want to be a child that will come into your world nine months later. You take great care during those nine months. You take your vitamins. You cut down on your smoking. You don't have a drink of alcohol. You don't do anything to harm that baby. But the pieces of crap above us, the agencies and the medical agencies and the liars at the WHO and the liars at Pfizer, they have completely lied to every citizen on the face of the earth that this vaccine was essentially important to give to pregnant mothers. It was unimportant to be given to pregnant mothers. It has killed baby after baby after baby, fetal death in the womb. It's only one third of women who are vaccinated during pregnancy who deliver a child successfully. One third. Two thirds of the babies are lost in early spontaneous abortion if the mothers, the potential mothers, have received the shot in pregnancy. And it's a horrible fact. There was actually a distinct Pfizer cohort that they released accidentally. They didn't mean to release it. And it showed in the earliest group of people they gave the shot to, 28 out of 29 pregnant women lost the baby. There was one healthy baby born out of 29 women given a double vax while pregnant. So ladies and gentlemen, the world, <laughs> this has to stop. I mean, unduly uh, damaging to pregnancy. I mean, maybe you don't die 67% as a human who gets the shot in your arm, like a baby does. Maybe it's only three, four, five percent so far in adults, but the number is going to grow. When you damage your T cells, what are called the T cells in the body are the only things that work against two things, viruses and cancers. Antibodies don't do anything against viruses. They never have, they never will. Antibodies are a signpost. Antibodies show you and your doctor that way back when you had a certain kind of infection. Oh, nice to know. But it does nothing in terms of preventing you from getting the infection. Everybody, every reasonable doctor has always known that. Antibodies are merely a signpost. They do very, very, very little to actually affect your ability to get an infection in the future. Your ability to fight an infection in the future when it comes to a virus is based on one entity, T cells. T cells have to be good and strong and numerous. And in the same way that AIDS knocks down your T-cells, this poisonous, poisonous vaccine knocks down your T-cells in the months and in the years following. And if your T-cells go on down, you get extra infections in wintertime, like this respiratory syncytial virus thing that's going on around us. You get extra infections because your T-cells are down, and you also slowly but surely over the years ahead get extra cancer. And it's T-cells that are damaged by the COVID-19 vaccine. It was always a damaging vaccine. It was meant to be a damaging vaccine. And the world, stop taking it. Take back your shoulders. Take back your shoulders. And this is meant for the people who aren't here. The people who are already triple vaxxed or quadruply vaxxed. Take back your shoulders. Take no more. You'll be safer, healthier, 
less likely to get cancer, more likely to live the number of years you're supposed to live if you stop taking these shots. If you continue to take these shots, you will die sooner. Sadly, that is my news to you as a physician. Bless us all. Mothers, thank you for your energy in coming out to save our children. We are going to save all of ourselves. God bless everybody. Let's have a wonderful march. That speech, now there's some parts of it, obviously. We know viruses are not real and all that, but the point he's making here about the deception, manipulation, and lies, and that he's telling you, you take these shots, it's going to kill you, yet LNBC in British Columbia, if you have this narrative and this mindset this doctor may be subjected to medical uh, treatment for a psych uh, for some so sort of psychiatric malfunction going on because he's not talking the way they want him to talk. Any of us today that will challenge this shit that they're propagating is now going to be subjected to some kind of uh, assessment or analysis that you're you're crazy. Who's the crazy one exactly? Those are continuing to um, saying something's wrong and repeat the same thing over and over expecting a change. These things never worked because there was never any real virus out there. Why are we believing the medical establishment on anything today? Two years and 12 months, or almost three years, we have now had deception, manipulation, lies, and what have we got for it? People that we know or indirectly know, I get people call me all the time, and you know, this person took the second shot, this one took the third shot, this one took the first shot, and they died. Uh, uh, the second shot, I don't know how many people had died within four days. There was four guys or five guys that took a shot. Four days later, all dead. Dead. Because they decided that they were going to do the right thing and protect other people. The, the Trojan horse. You're not doing it for you. You're doing it for your fellow man. What a lying pile of bullshit. And the way they had manipulated and played on our compassionate side to hack and violate life right across the board. Right across the board. <laughs> you know, this is what, and again, what a contrast. Right now we can do something here in Ontario and we need to put pressure on Ter in, uh, to the premiership in Ontario and make sure we do not follow British Columbia's lead. And make sure we don't have any more bioweapons manufacturing companies come to this province. We don't need the money that bad. We don't need their blood money. This is blood money. That's all this is. Blood money. 
These bioweapons factories uh, companies are building these and establishing them in these places, and it's at the expense and at the blood of Canadians. We don't need these companies here. None of them like that. But in fact, it would be better that they never even, even look at Canada. You know, maybe nobody will want them anywhere. Then they can leave. Take your shit and go home. That kind of thing. Yeah, I'm going to read, uh, play another uh, a speech here. If I keep talking, I mean, some of the things that he said, it's, um, you know, 28 out of 29 moms took these fucking shots and their babies died. Are you effing kidding me? <laughs> oh, my gosh. See, I tell you, I mean, when you've had a child, you can really empathize with this. Because, I mean, I, I had two. And I seen them both, both born. It was a whole different ambiance at that time. whole different world. You know, they weren't trying to rush them to get them jabbed with this or that. You know, whatever. Now, I have to admit, back then I didn't know what I know today. Back then I was just a truck driver driving down the road. I mean, I had... Uh, knowledge about health and herbology and stuff like this, but I wasn't I wasn't fully at that time uh, aware of these uh, the vaccines to whatever point. It was still sort of a relatively new revelation about vaccines, and I hadn't heard anything because again I was too busy trying to make a living to provide for my family at the time. So uh, later on, I learned and I thought, shit, you know why? <laughs> I wish I'd heard of that sooner. But at that time, they were doing then, we only, they only had, kids only had five shots. And again, they were done once a year. <clears throat> Every year you're scheduled to go in, you got your jab, and that was it. Now, again, not saying that was a good thing. Again, these things also created mutations and, and mutated their genetic code, just like it did mine and everybody else that took these shots. But it was a different world. They're not, they didn't get 72. And again, at that time, I didn't know. Today, knowing what I know today, if I knew then what I know now, that would never have happened. You know, never have happened. But here we are today. Being violated on every front. Yeah, I'm going to play this. Now, this, this is a, an antichrist um, activity going on in Canada. Canada, now, if you want a job, you want to work for the government, you want to get an education, you're not going to be allowed any handouts, any help, or any kind of opportunity unless you reject your convictions. God... Or money. Jesus or money. Jesus or job. That's what it's coming to. That's what it's coming to. So I'm going to play this and pay close attention. Now, some of you might say, well, this is just going to affect the Christians. No, 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 no. This is where it's going to start with the Christians. If you have any of any similar uh, concepts like Christianity, that Christianity has, in other words, we don't believe in abortions, we don't believe in this, we don't believe in that. Abortions maybe as a result of a life and death situation for the mother, or, or maybe possible rape. But as a whole, 
You don't believe in the vaccines. You don't believe in forcing people to take a vaccine. You don't believe in, uh, again, uh, denying them their rights and privileges. You know, you don't want to, in other words, if you don't want to kiss the government's ass and follow Lucifer, uh, you're not going to get help. That's what this boils down to. So anyway, let me, and again, today is just salt of the earth. <laughs> just the way it came out today. Pay attention to this. This is real. Okay. And if you are a believer, you're going to have to make a stand as well. And I would encourage you all as believers, come out of her. Make, develop your own dichotomy. Do not, do not rely on any fucking government. Because all you're going to wind up with that is headache and regret. You know, God gave you a brain, gave you faith. Go build something. Hold on, here we go. Out of their university programs because a COVID vaccine mandate is now in place on their campus. And my talk could equally apply to anyone else who's been victimized and discriminated against by this same immoral measure. Tonight, extrapolating from our current situation, what I want to do is tell you about what's next for our larger culture. In some ways tonight, I'm playing the part of the prophet. I'm going to look into the future and make a prediction, and I'm not going to keep you in suspense. My prediction is that things are going to get much worse. What you're experiencing right now is just the rehearsal. The actual full production is coming. It's going to have a similar plot, but it's going to be much more graphic. Think of it like this. If this COVID rehearsal is rated PG, then the coming situation will be more like something that's rated R. Being fired from jobs, expelled from school, banned from public places is the start, not the end. And remember, when the politicians and university leaders are saying to you that you're, you're guilty, it's a lie. They're lying to you. Your crime, our crime, is that we hold views different from our government, different from our university administrators or our, our employers, but our views are not illegal. In fact, our views, up until a few months ago, were protected by laws and guaranteed under the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Furthermore, not only are, are our convictions legal, but they're grounded in evidence. But that no longer matters, because rights no longer matter. Facts, evidence, truth no longer matter. Under this new normal, the tyrants in charge know that anything goes. So we have to wonder, or maybe we're more wise to begin to worry, what's the next government mandate going to be? What are these politicians, educators, employers who don't care about our rights and don't care about evidence, what are they going to compel us to do next? Well, we don't know for sure. But I do know the future will be worse. Now, if my prediction is troubling, you may be tempted not to believe it. You might say, how do you know the future is going to be worse? Well, I'd like to say that I have a pretty good track record when it comes to predictions. I've made some other public predictions about our culture, and those have all come true. 
In the last five years, I've written a bunch of news articles and produced videos about the situation in our universities and the state of our society. About our university, I made predictions that the time was coming soon when students would be expelled and staff and faculty would be fired for the crime of exercising their freedom of conscience. And how did I know? Because I saw student mobs banning speakers they disagreed with. And I saw professors punishing students who thought differently from them. And I saw administrators passing policies that made legally held opinions illegal on campus. And I knew that things were going to get worse, and they did, and they will. Now, about the state of our larger society, I wrote other news pieces and I appeared on news programs and, and the theme I repeated again and again was this. The institutions that used to be impartial in their defense of the freedom of Canadians have been taken over by radicals who believe that impartiality is evil. And they believe that promoting their side and only their side is the highest good. The government is lost. The education system is lost. The courts are lost. The media is lost. They won't report the facts that support your view, but they will demonize you, and you've seen it. The police are lost. In the last two years, we've seen that most police will follow any direction the politicians give them. We've watched some groups break laws, riot, and vandalize, and the police do nothing because those groups destroy things in the name of social justice. But for people like you, law-abiding citizens, who are simply begging for your charter rights to be protected, the police have harassment, fines, <laughs> and even jail. All of these institutions are now controlled by people who think there is one correct way to believe and one correct way to act. And those who don't agree and act like them, they're not just wrong. They're enemies to be opposed and punished. And listen, here's how these tyrants always justify their behavior. And be aware of this. I want you to keep your eyes and ears open for this. They will always tell you that their unjust behavior is justified because it's for the public good. It's to keep you safe. It's to keep society from harm. And this should sound familiar because we've seen it with their COVID lies. They're lies that say the, un the unvaccinated are the cause of the spread and punishing them keeps the vaccinated people safe because strangely, the vaccine doesn't do that. But we know from the research, the research the media won't report and the government won't listen to, we know that the fully vaccinated catch and spread COVID in almost equal measure to the unvaccinated. Another study just showing that same thing came out in the Lancet uh, Health Journal just this week. We also know from the research that the risk of harm to healthy people who aren't elderly is insignificant. But the risk of the vaccine to young healthy people is not insignificant. Despite the research, despite the science, punishment against those rejecting the vaccine mandate is being justified repeatedly with the lie of public safety. But you need to realize that this public safety lie that's being applied here in Canada, it was being applied long before this COVID tyranny. 
This lie has been around and it's been repeated. And let me quickly give you some examples because they show how we got to where we are today. In 2018, Trinity Western University, it's out in BC, wanted to launch a new law school. The leaders of a few provincial law societies, now these are the places that regulate who can become a lawyer, they hated that Trinity Western is a Christian university. And they really hated that Trinity Western promotes a belief in the traditional marriage between a man and a woman. So these law societies, they said that they would ban any graduate from Trinity Western from practicing law. Because of their private beliefs, these students would be, pre be prevented from pursuing their degree and having employment. Does that sound familiar? 2018, does that sound familiar? The case went on to the Supreme Court and our highest judges, judges who are sworn to protect our charter freedoms, crushed the right to freedom of belief. The judges and the law societies both said that Christians have the wrong beliefs. And wait for it, their beliefs make society unsafe. Therefore, Christians should not be able to graduate from a law school rooted in their Christian beliefs. I have to add, it was proven in court during the Trinity Western case that there was absolutely no evidence that graduates from Trinity Western University were more prone than any others to discriminate or show prejudice. It also didn't matter that empirical evidence from Statistic Canada showed that the students who were conservative Christians at Trinity Western give three times more to charity and volunteer twice as much as anyone else in Canada. None of that mattered because their beliefs were wrong and the future is going to be worse. Here's another example. You may be familiar. Again, 2018, it was around the same time that the Supreme Court was telling Trinity Western University that Christians shouldn't be able to practice law. Justin Trudeau was telling every Christian organization, unless you reject your most deeply held convictions, you're not going to get government funding. Specifically, they had to reject their belief that preborn children in the womb deserve protection. They had to reject it or they couldn't get government grants for employing summer students. This was the first time in the history of Canada that a government was forcing Canadians to reject their legally held moral convictions in order to receive government services. Now listen, being forced to reject your most deeply held convictions in order to receive services, services that are open to everyone else. Does this sound familiar? Now, how did Trudeau and his liberals justify their discrimination? They said that the pro-life values of these Canadian organizations, these Christian organizations, make young people unsafe. They said post-secondary students who are working in Christian soup kitchens, helping the poor, and working at summer camps for troubled kids are being exposed to the unsafe ideas from their adult Christian co-workers. Of course, if you were working at the Drag Queen Story Hour, then the Trudeau liberals gave you their blessing. Now before COVID, Trudeau's attack on pro-life Christians was the most well-known example of government 
punishing specific Canadians for their legally held beliefs. But there are many, many lesser examples that have gotten us here today. There was the school teacher in BC who was fired when he said to his class, I find abortion to be wrong, but you know, the law is often different from our personal opinions. Well, with that very controversial statement, it was deemed he could no longer be employed at his school because in the name of safety, he had to be fired. Just a few months ago, there was a medical student at the University of Manitoba who was expelled and his crime, he posted his pro-life views on his personal Facebook page. Professors at his medical school said his private, legally held beliefs posted to his personal Facebook page made the classroom unsafe and they booted him out. So case after case of losing your job or getting kicked out of school for beliefs that are supposed to be protected by the Charter of Rights and Freedoms and safety is always the reason. Does this sound familiar? Well, the future is going to be worse. I'm done with my examples, but I can, I'm hoping you can see why I brought them up. I want you to realize that the injustice you're experiencing now, it just didn't pop up overnight. The erosion of your rights and freedoms under the false pretense of keeping people safe or saving society from harm, it's been going on for years. And the problem is most of you haven't noticed or maybe you haven't cared because it wasn't happening to you personally. For some of you, it may be the case that you didn't care because you don't support the values of people like the Trinity Western students or, or those pro-life Christians. Well, it's time to decide. Do you support freedom of belief? How about freedom of expression? How about freedom to dissent? Do you or don't you? You know, there's a name for people who want to have something for themselves, but will deny it to others. We call them politicians or university professors. So let's think about your allegiance. I'd hope that you'd want to act out of integrity. I'd hope that you'd want to act out of compassion. But if that can't motivate you, then let me engage your self-interest. This totalitarian cancer is spreading to every part of your life. So you better think. And you might want to join the team that has your back. Because the future is going to be worse. For many of you, I imagine, right now, your life feels like an apocalypse. Sure, there are no mindless zombies. at least not the kind that you see in the movies. But nonetheless, for you, this is an apocalypse. And in some ways, maybe that's a good thing. And I'll try to explain. What many people don't realize is that the word apocalypse comes from the Greek, and it literally means to uncover or to remove the veil. This experience of COVID, this COVID mandate, has pulled away the veil that hid the true face of your government and the true face of the media and the true face of your professors and university administration. And the true face behind that veil is ugly, isn't it? For those students here tonight, those who were now banned from campus, in your previous classes, 
Did you have professors who talked about social justice and inclusion and equality at every opportunity? Did they make it sound like they were committed to fighting and protecting the vulnerable? Well, where are those professors now? At Laurier, where I'm employed, only three full-time professors out of over 550 have publicly called for an end to this discrimination and abuse of our students. Where are the others? There are a handful of professors here tonight from the University of Guelph, Waterloo, maybe a few others. These professors here tonight have stood by you. They've openly challenged their universities on your behalf and they've put their careers at risk. But where are the others? The apocalypse arrived and all those professors who swore up and down that they're pro-student and pro-inclusion and pro-social justice, they abandon you. Where are they? An apocalypse is an uncovering. And the vast majority of your professors have been uncovered as cowards, hypocrites, and petty tyrants. They had a choice. They all had a choice. Your university administrators had a choice. The administrators were told by the province's chief medical officer, vaccine mandates aren't necessary. No one needs to be fired or expelled. The option for regular testing is available, but the true face of your university administration has been revealed. Your university president, the vice president academic, your vice president of equity and inclusion, they're hypocrites and they want to actively punish students who dare to think for themselves. Our universities today want weak-minded students, students who won't question the single narrative that they want to feed them. And for the most part, they're getting their way. And kicking you out means they're far more likely to get their way, or so they think. But that's where they're wrong. That's where they've made a very terrible mistake. And if you've been really bummed out by my talk so far, here comes the ray of hope at the end. You and other independent thinking students, like yourself, are the most dangerous foe that the cowards running our universities could ever face. You're the most dangerous opponent our current government could ever face. These tyrants have devastated your education and your lives and they've left you with nothing to lose. Now there's an old saying, tyrants are most afraid of those who have nothing left to lose because in fighting, they can only gain. Listen, in fighting these tyrants, you can only gain. So, stop pretending that things are gonna get better because they won't. Stop pretending that your silence is going to get you through this, it won't. And stop pretending, most of all, stop pretending that your situation is unique because it isn't. You are not the first generation to have your freedoms threatened and to be persecuted for your beliefs. But you may be, you may be unique in how long it has taken you to act. As I showed, the signs have been around you for years. So please take a lesson 
from the early Christians who on pain of death stood up to the Roman emperor and said, you will not tell me what to believe or take a lesson from your grandparents who on pain of death stood up to an equally evil tyrant, your great grandparents, and said during World War II, you will not tell me how to live. The lesson from history is clear. Your only hope is to become organized and active. Be willing to sacrifice today for freedom tomorrow. Take the long view of the situation, not the short fix. Okay, so let's say that things suddenly change and, and you can go back and complete your university degree. Well, if that's the case, God bless you, go there. But don't fall back into apathy. Because what good is a university degree when in a year or two the government says you can't work because you won't think or act according to their next mandate? I kid you not when I say your time is short. Start protesting with signs that embarrass these tyrants. Write letters and make videos exposing them. Send them out wide, widely. Share them on social media. Put them on your university's social media. Get politically active with parties that stand up for freedom. And if you go back to school at some point, go into every meeting that is focused on social justice and ask the professors and students in attendance, where were you when I was expelled? Where were you when people were being fired? Where were you? And finally, if you have the chance, if you ever go back to campus, start a club whose sole purpose is to promote ideas that will make the university officials crazy. Because this is the apocalypse. And your enemies have been revealed. It's time to speak up and act up and make their lives much more uncomfortable. Because they certainly intend to do that to you. Anyway, you got the gist of the message, and I agree on that last statement especially. Instead of following this matrix madness and buying junk cars or electric cars that need to be charged and paying an outrageous price for them. when they already had the technology uh, 60 years ago where he had an electric car that was self-charging and didn't need these charging stations whatever happened where 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 was this innovation again buried buried by who buried by the very people today who are trying to subjugate all of mankind into this abysmal abyss that they want everybody to be in. It's time to be innovative and come up with our own methods of heat, hydro, uh, energy, food, everything. Because what they're giving us is nothing but shit anyway. And when we start realizing that we've become complacent and extremely apathetic in Canada especially, Apathy is the worst, the worst fucking disease this country's ever had. Apathy. 
Oh, we can't do nothing about it. We'll just pay our taxes. Oh, I know they're going to rape us again, but what are we going to do? That's the mindset here most of the time. So everybody's saying, you know what, I've had enough of this shit. I'm going to make some waves. But see, it's easy to be comfortable and sitting in front of a fucking television watching a hockey game or watching some sort of Days of Our Lives or whatever shit's out there than to shut that bloody thing off and to actually be, make a wave. What have we endured for almost three years? What have we endured in this country? Devastation, separation, segregation. Who did all this? The WEF. Using our little boy toy in Ottawa. That's who. How long will this bullshit go on? How long? What's it going to take to wake up and realize we're going to lose a very, very viable country? What's it going to take to stop the madness in B.C.? What's it going to take to get rid of these bioweapons that we have in this country? Maybe we need to split up. Maybe we need to have a, a, an area where, you know, people who are really awake and want to really do something worthwhile separate and have nothing to do with the W.F. or anything else that's part of that system. Maybe that's what we really need. Maybe there needs to be a separation where those that want to join the W.F. and, and again kiss their ass their way can go. And those of us who don't want anything to do with it go another way. These are some things to consider. These are some things to consider. And why not? And why not? Do we stay tethered uh, with an anchor to our, 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 our ankles and get sucked down into the abyss? Or do we cut that tether loose and move forward? Why not? Why not dream? Why not think? Why not think, hey, it can be done? Why not? Instead of accepting this shit for what it is. It's nothing but shit. This is a shithole we're living in. But it doesn't mean we have to go down into the sewer. Anyway, just a thought. Anyway, I thought the speech was great. And I think he's correct in all, all he's saying. It ain't going to get better. You know why it's not going to get better? Because if you're relying on an institution to make it better for you, you are lost if they brought us to this point to the precipice to push you over, they're not going to stop now. If they brought you to the edge of a precipice to push you over, they aren't going to stop now. If you're waiting for your government to serve you and to make things better, they're not. They created all this shit. They created this chaos. They created this division in Canada, French and English. Are you kidding me? Instead of all Canadian, we, we got these the West against the East. They created all that crap. They created this whole division. That's what I'm saying. We need to get past this apathetic, complacent, you know, get the tit out of your mouth and start eating some real meat and get with it. Because as long as we're going to allow that group who have no brain... They don't know how to do anything except follow orders. 
You know, if we continue this, we're going to have something worse than the Fourth Reich run this country. Time to, not time to, it's way past time to, just do it. Have a thought, have a plan, and get with it. All right, as I say at the end of these shows all the time, read the Gospels. If you really want to see Jesus and his perspective with the Zionists of the day, go read Matthew 23. He stood up against a opposition that was beyond measure at the time. It controlled all of Israel. The thinking, the programming was already there intact, and he went against it. He even said that there are those who portray to be Jews who are not Jews. Mentions that, I believe, in Revelations. That's something you need to pay attention to. So you get past this facade and this masquerading that's going on. And you quit supporting the evil that's proclaiming to be good. They're not good. Talks about traversing land and sea, making the proselyte twice a child of hell as themselves, neither going into the kingdom or allowing others to go in there. You need to wake the F up on this. He made a stand here. And he stood against what, and as a result, all of us today who believe in the living God have him to, to, uh, to uh, be grateful for because he took that stand that t at that time. And we have to do the same today. All of us. All of us. So this is why I encourage you to read the Gospels. If you want to find some courage, you want to see somebody that had courage and was courageous, that's what you read. He was by himself and, had, and stood against overwhelming odds. It did, it did cost him his life, but that life that it cost him opened the doors for the rest of us to walk in. That's the bottom line. Read the book of Revelations because that's giving you the, the heads up of this war, this interdimensional war that's going on. Sometimes we call it a spiritual war, but however way you want to define it, it's a war. And unless you know that you were in that war, you're going to get slaughtered. So read that as well. Read the rest of the Gospels. Read the rest of the letters. It's important that you understand this covenant. This is the one that counts. This is the one that we are a part of. We can look at the old covenant if we want to look at it and see what they, how they screwed up so we don't screw up the same way. But you need to understand what you're believing in or what you're reading in. And this is why I say read it for yourself. Okay, at the top of the page, you're going to see people there who are very much involved in trying to find solutions for you. There's a whole bunch of people up there. There's a group of us here that are working on nanotech and different things and we're collaborating working together you got Sharid in the midwest you got fiona in the southwest you got yanni in europe you got myself here you got fire medic uh, on the east coast contact anybody there that could that could possibly help you in coming up with some solutions UTIs or contact me. Fire medic might be another option for you as well. He's well versed in these frequencies and he can help you guys a lot as well. Alrighty, as I always say at the end of these shows, 
We are still here by the grace of God. So until the next segment, to your health, take care.